It's funny because when I when I think about public speaking, I used to think about being this audaciously energetic, motivational, you know, this guy that just inspires people. And over the last 10 years of speaking in public, it's very exhausting that type of behavior on camera and also face to face. Public speaking for me is being able to take a conversation or an everyday method of communicating onto a stage or onto a camera or in front of any audience and to speak the same way that you would speak talking to anyone. There shouldn't be this massive shift in energy to bring yourself up. It should just be as you are speaking normally. And that's the first common mistake that people make. They feel like they have to have this alter ego when they come onto stage. And I was speaking to a friend of mine who's an actress and we were discussing this because essentially being an actor or an actress, you're not being yourself. You're moving away from who you are to be someone else. And what I was saying is that that's interesting because I teach people to move from where they are to being more comfortable being themselves. And arguably, it's just as difficult and just as complicated as actually acting. Because it's very difficult to be comfortable on camera or comfortable speaking in front of people. However, there's a few things that will make a massive difference. Now, the first one, we've got to get into this because this just annoys me. And it's one of the most infuriating, frustrating, annoying and banal things about watching people speak. And that's when they're overly prepared. So let's just make this as obvious and clear as possible. If you don't know what you're talking about, don't talk about it in public. Simple as that. If you have to over-prepare what you're doing, then you don't know what you're talking about. That's the first lesson. If you're having to write a massive script out and you're trying to remember all your words to get it perfect, it's never going to happen. You're going to give yourself performance anxiety, you're going to clam up, you're going to sweat, and you're going to get anxious. If we contrast that, let's look at the other side of the coin, to someone who knows what they're talking about, goes on stage and speaks about what they know. Here's what happens. You no longer go from trying to remember your lines and getting it perfect to connecting with people. And you speak in the moment. It's almost a form of escapism when you're living and speaking in this manner because you're not worried about what you're saying. It's more going with the flow of the moment, feeling the energy in the room tuning into it and delivering what people need to hear. And this brings me on to the, the second common mistake. Arguably, this is the biggest one, but it's, you know, it's infuriating. It's never about you. And I'm going to say that again twice more. It is never about you. It is never about you. People that come on stage and they introduce themselves as, I've been doing this for 25 years I've worked with this company, I've done this, I've done this, and I've done this, and I've done this. They're making it about themselves. And then they have this PowerPoint presentation or this slide and have their information about themselves. It's so boring. And it's not meant for you. It's meant for them and their ego and to feel good about themselves. When you're preparing to speak in public, it is always about the audience and it's about the people that you're trying to import your knowledge and your wisdom into as part of what you're doing. So if you're someone that's trying to make it about yourself, that's a massive mistake. This brings me on to something really cool, 
which is a visualization technique that will, if you have any form of anxiety about speaking in public, this will change your life. You see, most of us, when we're thinking about speaking in public, we envisage ourselves on stage, delivering our speech and doing it marvelously well. Thing is, you're falling into the ego trap again because you're making it about you. A very empowering visualization technique is to envisage yourself sat in the audience, watching a speaker and being moved by something they say. Now you're the observer of yourself. And what this does, it takes the pressure off you. All of a sudden, it's not about you. You, you remove the anxiety of speaking. And second of all, you focus more on how can I actually change someone's perspective here? How can I influence them? How can I move their life ever so slightly? And this brings me on to my third issue with public speaking, which is if you're having to motivate people and having to elevate everything to get through to people, you're trying to persuade them. You're not trying to influence them. It's another big one for me. You see, persuasion is when you're trying to convince someone, you're persuading them to believe you. Why do you need to persuade people? The magic happens with the word influence. There's a lot of argument based around that word within the, the corporate coaching or the public speaking world. So I'm going to speak about my view on influence. Influence is when you allow someone else to come up with the idea for themselves. And this is really where the magic happens. See, I can talk about weight loss. I can talk about training. I can give all these stats and tell all these stories. But unless the person speaking or the person observing or the person listening comes up with the idea themselves of how they can implement that in their own life, you're not going to create any change. So I'm going to give you an example of this, which is based on storytelling. And storytelling for me is the only way of giving context to your points. See, I could say, here are the seven biggest common mistakes of public speaking. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's not going to make any difference to your life because you're going to forget it because there's no context. I recently watched Cast Away, which is a fantastic film and essentially about someone that ends up in hell, tries to escape, keeps going back there and eventually works out and learns the tools to escape. Brilliant film. It also reminds me of The Count of Monte Cristo, which is a thousand page French classic book, which is one of my favorites. So if you haven't read that book or listened to the audio, it is just awesome. Again, in this book, this 18, 19 year old gets wrongly imprisoned for 15 years in a Chateau d'If in France, and he has to learn and develop his character so that he can escape. And these two are fantastic analogies or metaphors for what life is like when you're trying to change. You see, you're in a bad situation, you're overweight, you're not earning enough money, you're living in the wrong location and you want to change. And you think this shouldn't be that complicated. This should be quite simple. And then you try it and you realize that any form of change is so, so difficult. And this is where influence comes in, because by hearing stories of people that have done something similar, all of a sudden we can envisage ourselves doing something similar ourselves. There's a TV show called Banged Up Abroad or Locked Up Abroad. It's basically about people that have been in foreign countries. A lot of them are trying to smuggle drugs. They get caught, they go to a foreign prison, and it's about either how they escaped or served their time and lessons that they learned. 
So in this one episode, this guy is in the rainforest and he gets captured. And they put him in this cell, they put him in this block, basically lying down and they tie him up, right? And he leaves it a month and eventually he tries to escape. And what happens? He gets caught, gets put back in. But this time they handcuff him, makes it more difficult. Again, he escapes, they catch him again. But this time they put handcuffs on him and they tie up his feet. What do you think happens this time? He escapes again. And this time they capture him and they put him back and they tie him up so he can't move. That for me is the best example of what happens when you try and change your life in any single area. You try and change and you end up back where you were. How many of us have tried to lose weight, tried to get fitter, tried to move our life in a new direction and you just end up coming back to where you were at the start? Arguably worse a lot of the time. That is an example of how you can share wisdom via the use of storytelling. And you know when you're listening to a professional speaker because they always tell stories, because they understand that stories influence, stories allow us to remember, and they also allow us to see into our future what lies ahead. I am a huge advocate of reading autobiographies or listening to success manuals because they allow me to see where other people have gone wrong and the pitfalls of what lies ahead. That is also what will make you a better public speaker because it gives you more things to talk about. Now, the, for the last tip, what I'm going to talk about is a mistake that people make when they speak because they shouldn't really be speakers. And again, this annoys me. It's like people think that being a professional speaker is just being able to get up and speak in front of people because you don't have anxiety. This nonsense is madness. <laughs> it's not what it is. I have people that I know that, yeah, they can get up and they can speak, but they're not professional or public speakers. They don't have anxiety speaking. Do you know why they don't have anxiety speaking? Because they don't have self-awareness of how bad they are. They think because they can get up and do it, that they're a professional speaker. It is ridiculous, right? So self-awareness is huge. You have to be aware of where you are and where you can improve. And if you think you're a great public speaker, trust me, you're not, because there are so many things that you just don't know and can't know until decades and decades of speaking. And you can still get better at telling stories and better at connecting. So essentially, public speaking is sharing or showcasing knowledge, educating people. So the more you have at your disposal to do that, the better. So let's get into this. First of all, your vocabulary. About a decade ago, I bought myself a Kindle and I would read my Kindle. And what I would do when I thought I knew what a word meant, I would highlight the word and I would spend some time really understanding the word. Access is a word that I remember reading at the time. What does this word actually mean? And then I would envisage how can I use this in the way that I speak? And what happens is this doesn't happen overnight. What happens over a period of 10 years is that your vocabulary gets 10 times more powerful because you've got access to a wider vocabulary. That's the first thing that you can do that will really help. Second thing that you can do is to broaden your horizons about what to talk about. So in this episode, I've talked about a TV show, talked about a film, and I've talked about a French classic novel. The reason why I can talk about these is because I've spent the time learning 
and experiencing different elements to my life so I can draw upon them to share them in my talks. Now, you may be a traveler. You may be a surfer. I don't know. You may be a CEO of a big company. Whatever it is that you have, that's the knowledge that you can share and draw upon. And you can share stories about things that you've learned along the way from your individual life lesson. So to sum this up, actually just before I sum this up, this is going to be my first video in a series of public speaking. So if you've enjoyed this, first of all, give me a thumbs up. But second of all, seriously, public speaking is a big thing. And I have a lot of knowledge that I would like to share with you over the upcoming episodes. So subscribe to the channel or if it's already online, then you can watch the rest of the videos. But to sum this up, essentially, you should only be speaking about things that you care about, things that you know, rather than things that you don't. If you can be emotive, and, and by that I mean you're frustrated by something or you've learned something, that always adds a fantastic element to speaking live because people can tune into that emotion. If you really want to propel your public speaking and you want to be one of the best, start working on your vocabulary and choice of words. Something I used to do, I remember that I used to work, use the word illuminate all the time. So I thought, how could I make that more impactful? So I started using pull from the darkness instead. So I'd say, so something um, I would used to say that, and that really illuminated the point. I'd change it to, and that pulled it from the darkness, that nugget of wisdom. So you can see, you take something where you're weak and you make it more powerful by being self-aware, which is what we spoke about earlier. A lot of people haven't got awareness. And then by educating your mind to talk about a wider variety of topics. One final tip about public speaking. I'm going to give you a left field way of finishing this video. I've been working with actresses for 10 years, right? Some of them are unbelievably talented. Some of them not so talented. The ones that become successful, there's only one type that becomes successful. They are the ones that act every day. They act every day. They're doing self-tapes. They're working. What they're not doing is networking or trying hard to meet other people in the industry. They're practicing and honing their craft because they recognize it's the only way to get better at what you do. I have over 200 and however many podcast episodes. The reason why I have so many, because over the last period of my life, when I'm not being hired to speak or run events, I would record podcast episodes to practice and hone my craft while I'm not working. It's one of the most essential elements to being a better speaker is to do it every single day. I don't care who you are, if you're the worst speaker the world has ever seen and you commit today to recording a video a day or audio only a day for the next 10 years of your life, you will elevate yourself into the top 10% of speakers there are because other people are not willing to put in the time, effort and energy to do that. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'm uh, looking forward to catching you on the next video.